Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. So here we are just a few days before Christmas and I bring my Christmas gift to you with the guest I have today. Kathleen Cameron is a manifestation queen, success coach, seven-figure entrepreneur and record-breaking author. Since 2019, she has built a $20 million business and continues to share her knowledge, passion, and expertise with everyone she connects with. With her determination, unwavering faith, and powers of manifestation, she has helped hundreds of thousands of people attract more love, money, and success into their lives. Kathleen is a mother of two wonderful daughters, graduated with two undergraduate degrees and a master's degree. She has held high-level executive positions in healthcare and transferred her knowledge in so many ways that brings everyone's vibration up alongside hers. To be in Kathleen's energy is just amazing. And I hope through the power of the airways, you get to all experience that energy with me today. It is so good to have you on the podcast, Kathleen. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Oh, I absolutely, absolutely love sharing, you know, my story uh, and I love talking about money. So this is a good one. Perfect. Particularly on the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely beautifully aligned. So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests. What is your money story? Oh, what a good question. And, you know, I would uh, I would have to say it depends on which one you want to hear. There is a money story of uh, how I used to see money, how I interacted with it, how I felt about it. And it, of course, created the life that I lived for, you know, 20 years. And then there's this new money story that I created in my subconscious mind. I, well, I created it in my conscious mind. I moved it into the subconscious mind. And then my entire world uh, became a magnificent story of overwhelming wealth in such a short time. And so my money story today is very, very different than what it was for sure, Leslie. <laughs> How do we start off with your original money story? I'm sure. Thinking- Your evolution, how your life has unfolded is a story that if it was a movie, people would say, well, that that script is totally made up. It is not sunk in any form of reality. So I think going right from the beginning and then let's come forward is going to be really, really insightful. Sure. 
Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's funny that you say that about, um, you know, the story and not a lot of people like it's something that people find hard to believe for sure. Um, I did my gene keys the other day and in the gene keys, it talked about like the purpose of your life. And it said, you know, that you're to live a mythic life. And I was like, Ooh, what does that mean? So I looked it up and mythic means like, it's almost like it's a myth you know, like so hard to believe. And I was like, oh, wow, that that really, really resonates. Um, but you know what? For me, I grew up in a family where money was there, but it wasn't um, in an abundance, you know? It was there, but it was always kind of wanting more and wanting more experiences. But my parents taught me very, very early on that like you needed to work hard and you needed to have a full-time job and have a career and move up the ladder, go to university, get a job, and hopefully make $100,000 a year. And that would mean that you were doing really, really well. And so I did just that. And um, I ended up um, having a partner as well. You know, I got married to a man who had the same vision, went to school, got a job, hopefully made hundred grand a year. And so we we're in a place where we owned our own home and we both had full-time careers. I was a registered nurse and I moved up into senior leadership. So I was working long days, high pressure jobs, things like that. And I got to a point where um, I wanted more in my life. I wanted to travel more. I wanted more expensive things. I wanted to do renovations in our home, but the money was never there. So I would always say that. So I would always say things like, oh, I'd love to do that, but we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go on that trip, but we really don't have the money for it right now. You know, And it wasn't that we were in dire straits by any means. We had enough money come in every single month to pay our bills. And then we would save a little bit for things like a renovation, like finishing our basement. But there wasn't a lot more than that. And uh, I also, there was a time where my husband, this is just a reflection of where my mindset was at. My husband actually came home one day with a Fendi purse for me. It was like 300 bucks. It was at one of those discount um, stores where you get label things for a cheaper amount. Yeah. And he brought it home for me. I think it was my birthday maybe. And I'd never spent more than hundred bucks on a purse. So when he brought me home this $300 purse and it was Fendi, I was like, you have to return it. You have to take it back. I cannot have a $300 purse. I don't need that. Like that money can go to something else. I can have a $100 purse and spend the 200 on our bills mm-hmm. or put it in the bank for later. Like that's where my mind was at. And so what I was also doing a lot of was picking up extra shifts. So as a registered nurse, I could do night shifts. I could do weekend shifts and I would get a shift premium or I would get overtime. It was like, let's do it. So I would work sometimes 16 hours so that I would make extra money, you know? And it never really, I never felt like I really noticed the increase in the money. It was like a a couple hundred bucks extra on your paycheck. And it it didn't make you feel much more wealthy. But then I got this idea that I'm going to start a side business. Okay. So I've got two young kids at home. I'm working on a master's degree. I work full time. (laughs) Hustle game was strong. Let's put some more time in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I decided, you know, if I want more money, well, then I just need to start a business. I just need to do more. So I ended up um, starting a side business and I started making more money there. And I made like two, 3000 extra a month. Uh, and it led me to the point where I could then stop working in my nursing career because that's what I wanted. I didn't want to 
have both, I wanted to move out of nursing into entrepreneurship. And I started to build this passion for it. So what do I do? I build my side business up to the exact same amount of money that I made in my nursing career, quit my nursing career, and I still was making the same amount of money. You know, and it was like, okay, <laughs> like yeah. this is great. I'm in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm in entrepreneurship. So I work for myself now. I could take my girls to the bus. So many of my dreams were coming true. Um, but I was still at that set point energetically, you know, and if we understand how wealth works and the frequency we vibrate on, I literally just was at the same vibration. You know, my thoughts about money just kept me in the same place until, until September of 2019. So September of 2019 is when things really started to shift. I hired, um, I hired a coach and I took a course and I started learning, uh, about law of attraction, power of the mind through uh, my dear friend and, and mentor, uh, sending you love, Bob, uh, Bob Proctor. And uh, my life started to change very, very quickly when I started to understand more about my beliefs around money, which then influenced the way that I expressed myself in life around money. And then um, it brought me to a point where I started to desire it and see it for myself and create a new subconscious program and pattern. And money started to come in pretty incredible ways. Um, yeah. So before we go into how the money started showing up in incredible ways, what was it that drew you towards the course that you did? Had you had the awareness already that it was your relationship with money? It was your money mindset that was kind of getting in your way? Or was it something else? You know, when I signed up for the course, I don't think I even was even thinking as much about money. It was more about like growing my business. Mm -hmm. And so I, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I worked with in the space, I started to hear that they were taking a course over here or they hired a course, uh, they hired a coach over here. And so I started learning that they're all doing personal growth and development. And it was like, huh, I'm not really doing that. Like I'm reading books. I'm reading like Mel Robbins or I'm reading Tony Robbins Um, but I'm not like investing in myself in mentorship or in any courses or programs to learn more. And it was like, you know, I really do want my business to start to double and triple. I want to really move into energetically a new place. And it was like, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to look for a coach or a mentor or take a course. And of course, a few days later, somebody's like, Hey, I'm taking this free mindset program. It's three days. Did you want to join me? And I was like, sure. And it was this um, this woman named Danielle, who's a PGI consultant, who was um, selling Bob Proctor's programs. And I fell in love with what she was saying. She was talking about law of attraction. Um, she was talking about mindset. We did a visualization. And I was like, I love all this stuff. Like, let's go. You know, tell me more. And I remember um, I called her and I said, hey, uh, I don't know what it is you do, but I want to learn more about it. Call me when you're done. Like, she was still teaching. I'm like, call me when you're done. Like, I want to know. And um, I ended up signing up for a program with her. And it was the Bob Proctor program. Um, and I spent, I think it was about three. No, I think it was six months, actually. Um, I don't think I fully completed, but because I got so lit up and I started doing other things. You know how that is. Absolutely. But it was so inspiring because what I started to see was so much about myself. I started to see all of these beliefs that I held about me and who I was in this world. And I started to see limitation after limitation after limitation. So at first it's kind of like, oh, I have some work to do. Uh, But very quickly it became like, well, 
If I believe this about myself and it's really not helping me and I could change it to this belief and that would help me, that would empower me, it would inspire me, then let's do it. And I started changing the beliefs that I held about myself and I started seeing myself in a completely different way, completely different. And how did you manage to make the shift? You know, I was listening to something this morning and I I hear this a lot, you know, from clients. You know, I I say the affirmations, but I don't really believe them. How did you say to yourself what the difference was going to be and truly make that true for you? Yeah, the biggest thing for me and the one thing that I always really, really want anybody that I work with to have is a burning desire for more. And so when you really, really want that something else, it becomes this anchor for you to be able to see yourself differently and do something differently. You know, um, uh, many, many people, they want to change, but they don't really believe it's possible for them. So they don't have, it's a hope and it's a wish. It's not a desire. When you truly desire something and see it possible for you, that's how you move it into your physical world. That's how you do it. So because I wanted it and because I wanted it in a big way, and I like to use the word burning because it's like, it's a fire. There was a fire in me. There's an energy behind that. And so that fire, it, it really had me take ownership and take responsibility and then be willing to accept something new about myself, accept a new belief. So it wasn't about, um, so for example, I I know we're going to talk about money today, but for me, one of the biggest shifts that I made was how I saw my physical body. And for years, I believe that in order for me to achieve success and then consequently more wealth in my life, I needed to be thin. And so it was this idea then the limiting belief was, is that because I'm not thin right now, I can't achieve. And so I started to to think to myself, well, okay, that's really great. If I desire to be thin in my life, I'm sure I can do it. But what if I just replace that belief with, I can be successful now in the body that I'm in right now? Like, what if I just go for it today, Kathleen in this curvy body that she's in? Like, get rid of that belief. And so I was willing to allow myself to step into that and to be that, to become that very, very quickly because of the desire that I held. And so it was like, you know what? My body is the, is my vessel only. It is not me. I am a spiritual being in this vessel. And so when I started giving it less, um, weight, like when I started giving it less power, over my success, it shifted. So instead of saying, oh, I'm beautiful now and I can achieve success now and not really believing it, I said, okay, I want to believe that. I really do want to believe that. So if I did believe that, what would I do differently? And so I started noticing that I was expressing myself differently. I would show up differently. I would take more photos of myself. I would post to social media differently. I was more likely to reach out to people and have conversations with them because suddenly I didn't have this almost like this covering over me to try to hide myself. I had just released the covering. It was like, I'm here. I can help you. And that's the thing. I'm a registered nurse by background. I started my career because I wanted to help people. It's a caring profession, you know, and I'm still, I'm still very much in a caring profession, but now I want to help people to remove limiting beliefs. I want them to soar. I want them to create more wealth, to create a legacy for themselves and their families. And I do that through helping you to step into uh, a version of yourself that's already there, but that you just are hiding from you know, not fully expressing. Yeah. yeah. And and a bit nervous about all the things that you need to do in order to 
express your your full self mm. and and if we so if we go back to September 2019 when you first spoke to that coach you started the course mm-hmm. what happened following following that apart from the fact a pandemic was obviously heading our way come yeah. March 2020 so <laughs> take, take me on that next stage of your journey yeah so so I actually um started I had a my business was online so similar to like affiliate marketing and so what started happening over there when I was starting studying this material was I started to have more people sign up for my business. I, I had more people buying my products. Um, I would write things down and they would show up for me. So like I would win contests that I would be like, oh, I'm, I'm so happy and grateful I won that contest. Let it go and I'd win it. And then I wrote down one day, you know, I'm going to be the bestseller in a book. I'm going to be a best-selling author of a book one day. And it was just like, that would be cool. And then a few days later, somebody asked me to write a chapter in a book for them on self-love. And it went, it became a bestseller. And I was like, isn't this interesting? All these things that I'm writing down that I would love to do that I'm not tied to the outcome of are just showing up. And, you know, I got asked to do a makeover on TV. I wrote down, it'd be cool to be on TV one day. I got asked to be a makeover on a local TV. Um, I manifested my first lump sum of money to the dollar amount, $21,795. And, you know, I have a podcast episode where I, I tell that story. So, yeah, so maybe go listen to that. Week. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, but literally to the dollar amount, I brought that amount of money in. And so I was building my belief very, very strongly that any idea that I held in the screen of the mind would manifest into the physical form. And that is by law. That's universal law. But I just didn't believe it. So it wasn't my truth. So now that I started to believe it. Um, things started changing. And then I started teaching this material to everyone, everywhere. I was so in love with what I did and and um, the studying that I was doing that I just stepped into the energy of I'm a mindset coach. And back then, I would have used the word mindset. Now I don't because I teach manifestation, which is significantly more than mindset. Um, but I, and I launched my coaching business in January of 2020. I partnered with Bob Proctor to sell the very same program that I took. And um, I ended up launching my business just before the pandemic. Uh, and then I made my first million dollars in seven months in 2020. Uh-huh. And then um, that year ended as a $3.3 million year. So, you know, by July, I'd made a million. And then by December, 3.3. And then last year, we did 12 million. And it just, it just keeps going. So um, it's really um, using what it is that I teach in my own life to bring everything into, uh, into my business and in the attainment of helping other people, of course, because now I get the honor and the pleasure to teach other people how to become wealthy in all areas of their life, money included, but you know, true, true wealth and prosperity of their, of their lives. Yeah. And it's, it's that full kind of holistic 360 degree approach that, you know, I find so attractive about you is it isn't just the one thing, it's the whole thing. Yes. What I also love, and I mentioned before we started recording, is the fact that, you know, you declare in your book, have a copy here, you declare in your book that, you know, you you are a scientist, you come from a scientific background, you've, you know, you studied science. So to you, manifesting didn't really make sense you are an action taker a doer not somebody that believed in the power of manifesting what do you think was the trigger 
at which you thought, actually, I have been wrong and there is more to this than I was allowing myself to believe. Do you know I've never actually been asked this question? Like, this is really beautiful that you're asking this. Because everybody wants to know what I learned, what I know, and how I applied what I know. But there is so much more to it than just the intellectual knowledge and the attainment of knowledge. It really was a very spiritual thing, a spiritual journey. So yes, I was uh, very scientific. I mean, I, I worked in the research department of Princess Margaret Hospital in Toronto for a short time. So truth to me was proved in a clinical trial, peer reviewed journal. Like I had to see the data to show me the evidence to say, yes, this existed. And I was not someone that um, was very religious or had any spiritual beliefs or had faith in much, to be quite honest with you. I did believe that I was a human in a, you know, a physical human body. And that was life. And I didn't believe in any higher power, but in September of 2019, when I started to study mindset and I started to study the power of the intellectual brain and how, you know, our thoughts create our feelings and they create our actions. So our body moves according to our thinking. So I started to be like, okay, well, that's, that's psychology. And I have a psychology degree. So that makes sense. I could, I could get onto this. The intellectual stuff made sense. I, I, it was processes and theory and okay, this is great. But real magic started to happen when I started to see and believe in something outside of just my intellectual mind and my physical body. So I call this the spiritual plane. And, um, I do believe I'm a spiritual being in a physical body with an intellectual mind now. And I did not believe that before. But I started seeing things happen in my life that seemed magical. You know, like the one day I decided I'm going to manifest a coffee. I'm just going to, I would love somebody to bring me a coffee. I'm at home all day. I don't know who's going to come, but please bring me a coffee. And then boom, my, my cleaning lady called and asked me if I wanted, she's on her way over and asking me if I wanted a coffee. Never. She's never done that before. Never, ever. So it was like, huh, how did that just happen? You know, and I would think of somebody and I would notice that they would call me not long after. And I would want to go to the spa and get a massage and it was completely booked. And I would say, well, let me know if there's a cancellation. I would love a cancellation for 11 a.m. They'd call me back. Somebody just canceled. You have a massage at 11 a.m. now. And it, it these things just started happening. And then I started to play around with the idea of the universe. Okay. So I started there. It was like, you know, people were starting to kind of talk about this idea that the universe is aligning for you or the universe responds to you, the universe, the universe. And then I started reading more spirituality books and I started to move into the feminine. When I say the feminine, I mean, energetics, I mean, ease and flow. I mean, spirituality. Um, I was very much in the masculine and the mechanical. So it was work hard, do hard study. Uh, and I was starting to move into this kind of idea of, can I work less and do more? And I was noticing that the the world around me was responding to the things that I would ask for. And um, so I started to really play around with that idea. But then I started to study faith. And I started to study faith. There's a really great book, um, God Works Through Faith by Robert Russell. And I was very, um, at first, very adverse to reading it because of the word God. It was like, this isn't a word that's been in my life much. It's not something that I have an understanding for. And how I see God is very different um, than how I see God today. But allowing myself to read that book, and actually what I did is change the word God to universe or spirit 
as I read it. So every time we would say God, I would change it to spirit universe. Just, it just helped me with, a, with allowing myself to be open to these ideas. And I started really studying true faith. And I noticed that the reason why my manifestations were showing up in a way that seemed almost magical was because I had faith in them. I believed that it was possible that I was acting in the assumption that these things were going to happen and the evidence started showing up. And when I started to really connect to my oneness, and that's what becoming the one is about. I don't directly say that, um, but the story of the abundance and prosperity coming into my life in that one year of studying this material, I call it this material, this way of living, thinking, and being. Um, when I became one with uh, God, with spirit, with universe, with source creator, whatever language feels good for you. Yeah. Um, when I really became one and recognized that the same creative power that created all of us also flows through me, that's when abundance and prosperity started to come. Uh, and that's lovely. I absolutely love that because I am very, very similar to you in as much as you know, I I don't believe I am very, as we call it, and I don't know if it's a British thing or it's, or it's a generic term, but I'm not very woo-woo. Mm-hmm. I haven't been particularly spiritual and I'm relatively agnostic when it comes to mm-hmm. God. I kind of believe in the art of the possible of there being, but with everything that you have done, what what I what I love is is that you know we get to a certain age where it can be quite hard to admit that we are wrong, to mm. admit that actually the belief that I firmly held that this is the way things are, well, actually no, I've, I've got you know I've got that wrong, but you've gone on this journey where you you weren't woo-woo as I call it you weren't particularly spiritual you didn't you know particularly feel you know akin to a religion etc but you've opened yourself up to that possibility how far have you moved from for want of a better description the old Kathleen to the Kathleen in front of me now it's so interesting I always say I'm the same person I'm the same um, Kathleen that I has, have always been, I just believe in very different things now. You know, I believe in, especially as a registered nurse, like I believed that in order to heal, um, something dis-ease in your body that you really needed to use medication or treatments or whatever else. I don't believe that now. I actually believe that all dis-ease in the body was created by dis-ease in the mind and it can be healed through the mind you know, and I've had my own health journey this year and my physical health and my body is changing so fast now that I'm changing my beliefs around health. And I am, I am healing my body through my own thinking and through my own mind. I really do believe that. And there's also this healing creative power, um, you know, with the angels that I truly do believe is supporting me in that as well. And like, to, to, to talk like this and to say it out loud is such a different version of me. But this, this Kathleen has always been there. I just had to allow her to come out and to be seen and to be heard. And, and I am someone that always has an open mind, Leslie. And that's the biggest thing is I think my mind was fairly closed before 2019 
just because of the way I was taught to learn and to grow that there was one truth. Now I think there's many, many truths. And I, I actually don't want any of my clients or, um, any of my students to ever want to believe what I believe. I actually help them to formulate their own idea of what they believe. What if you believed that there was this force, there was this uh, higher power that was here responding to you to help you do God's work? You know, what if that was possible? And what if abundance and prosperity is the way that we are supposed to be living? But our altered thinking has led us into poverty. There, there is an abundance of everything in this world. You know, some people not having access to food is not a supply issue no. because there are people in this world that have way more than enough. And of course, we're on that spectrum. We oh, have yeah. more than enough. We can go to a grocery store and get whatever we want. So it's not a supply issue. It's a thinking issue. And so this is why I love now talking about this conversation, because in order to help other people to come up and out of a poverty consciousness, we need to move into abundance and prosperity consciousness ourselves and then be able to teach it. And so that's what I've done is I've allowed myself to manipulate energy through my thoughts, through my feelings, through my actions, through my beliefs. I manipulate energy now to be able to bring more wealth into my life. And now it's like, okay, now I know how to do it. Now I'm going to teach you how. And this is a genuine question. I don't want it to sound like a facetious question. It's not. Yeah. Do you believe you're special? No, absolutely not. No, I, I say this all the time. Um, and as soon as I say it, people want to react to it. But what I say is like, I am no big deal. I am no special. I am an ordinary average woman, just like everybody else. And then people are like, whoa, 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 well, don't say you're average. Shouldn't you say that you're, well, you know, super powerful. And okay. I'd rather you say you were average. Because no. I think in saying you're average, you are, you are demonstrating the art of the possible for so many people. Absolutely. And yeah. it's about knowing that anything else that another human has done is available to you. And if you believe that I have special powers, special knowledge, special skills, if I have some sort of magic that I'm whipping up at home, uh, then you're never, ever going to be able to touch this. You're never going to be able to do this. You're never going to be able to create what I've created because you see me as different and separate. But this idea of oneness as well, you know, I talk about being one with spirit, but it's also being one with every other person on this earth. And so we all are one. And so that's why I like tapping into and calibrating to my energy being in my world is very powerful because, you know, you watch from the outside thinking, oh my gosh, like this, this woman, what is she doing? This is so crazy. But then as soon as you start coming into my energy and you get closer to me and you spend more time with me, it's like, it's not crazy. It's possible. And I can do it too. You know? And, and that's what, uh, that's what I really want is I don't want to just inspire people. I, I want to inspire you to see that this is all available to you as well. And, um, you just need to see it for you and you can absolutely do it. And, and that's what I love is the fact that you don't, I think when you see somebody as being special or having a, a set of skills that there is no way can be replicated, sometimes that is just you trying to find an excuse not to do the things you need to do in order to have what that other person, people, 
parts of society, whatever it might be, have. And so oh, yeah. you you gave me the answer I was hoping that you were going to give, because I think to go from September ni- 2019 to now be talking about, you know, the $20 million business that you have grown in a very, very short mm-hmm. space of time. And, you know, the ambitions that you have for the next stage of your life and the way that you openly shared that with people for me that is hugely hugely motivating because mm-hmm. you 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 do it and have done it in a way that people I don't I can't speak on behalf of other people but I don't feel as though there are any barriers any reasons why it cannot be possible because you are saying well look this is who I was this is what I did this is what I believed and actually I went on a whole journey with myself and almost had a word with myself and said it's up to you you can either accept the ceiling that you're at a hundred hundred thousand dollars or you can believe more is possible are you going to prove yourself right or are you going to prove yourself wrong Absolutely. And the biggest thing is, for me anyways, it's about understanding that whatever that limiting thing is that's keeping me where I am, it is just it is just a mechanism that's keeping you at safety. And so, and the reason I say safety is because you know what it's like to live your life the way that you've lived it right now. It's comfortable. You can predict what's going to happen next. You know, it's pretty much going to be the same thing every single day. Um, But so when I first started going into this material, it was like, okay, well, if you're not in, if you're not at safety, then you're in a risky area, right? It's like, oh, well, then I'm going to go into risking and I don't want to risk. That's too much. But I built a belief in myself that safety then was the ideas that I formulated in my mind. Safety was building the idea of future. So now I do believe, you know, I, I this little tattoo here, this is a Viking symbol. It's on my finger. It's a Viking symbol of create your own reality. And the reason why I chose that was because I do believe now, I have nurtured the belief in myself. I changed the way I see the world to believe now that I know exactly what my life is going to be like in six months, in a year, in two years because I'm creating it in my imagination first. And so safety for me, that's safety. The truth is what's in my imagination, not just replicating today over and over and over again. And then oftentimes too, people are experiencing life and they're replicating today, but they are worried that they're going to lose what they have today. They're worried they're going to lose their house, that they're going to lose their job, that they're not going to have enough money, that they're going to lose their relationship. And so what they're actually doing then is manifesting the deterioration mm-hmm. of what they have. And so all you have to do is move into the what I call the creative plane, to the realm of the possible, and ask yourself, how much better can my life get? And how much more of that better am I going to allow in by focusing on it versus the worries, the fears, the doubts? I love that. And what the the next question that springs to mind on the back of that is, do you now challenge the universe? So Mm. from the perspective of, okay, I've got this, you know, I've made $20 million. I'm now going to make whatever that number is for you, or I'm going to have the bigger house, the next big thing. Do you challenge the universe or do you not feel the need to do that? You just use your imagination 
to place you where you want to be next. Yeah, the yeah, the universe isn't something that um isn't something that necessarily it just responds to you. It just gives you what you're asking for and how you ask for it is based on the energy that you're in. So, if you want a bigger house, if you want more money, if you want more success, you want whatever, an increase in whatever it is that you currently have and you want more of it, um, then you just need to start operating in the frequency of vibration of it. So start behaving like you do have it and thinking like you do have it and all those things. The only thing that keeps it away from you and makes it take longer is your belief in it because you're less likely to believe it. So the reason you manifest, you know, a dollar faster than a thousand dollars is because you think a thousand is hard and a dollar is easy. Like you think you could just find a dollar somewhere. Whereas where are you just going to find a thousand dollars? So it's your belief about it. So for me, you know, um, I'm very much operating now on the energy and the vibration of a hundred million. And I would have never even thought a hundred million was possible. And now I'm like, yeah, like I know a hundred million is possible. It's just about operating on that frequency of vibration. The only reason it is not here right now is simply because I have yet to accept the belief firmly. So I don't challenge the universe. I'm actually more challenging my own beliefs around it. So the more natural that feels for me, the faster it will come into the physical form. I know the universe simply responds. So how does $20 million Kathleen differ? No, how did the $100 million Kathleen differ in her behavior to a $20 million Kathleen? I love that. And this is the work. This is absolutely 100% the work. So I'm going to give you this example of the 100 and the 20, but you could actually even um, use amounts that resonate with you. So, you know, choose an amount that you're currently at, choose an amount that you'd love to be at, and then ask that very question. Um, that's part of the work that I do with a lot of my students. But it's understanding that a $100 million Kathleen doesn't sweat a lot of the things that maybe $20 million Kathleen does, and, you know, some of the small things, the little things. I obviously delegate a lot more out um, and things like that. But it's also things like I have two properties instead of just one. You know, it's it's not just going on a vacation to where I want to go, but potentially living where I want to go um, part of the year. It's really understanding that there's significant amount of investments that are starting to be made. Where would they be and what would I do? It's potentially different business opportunities, attracting different types of people, having different conversations. My circle of friends obviously would be shifting a little bit too, because you don't want to be the richest person in the room. In the room. You know, so um, there's a lot of differences, but a lot of it comes into, I'm really tapping into this, you know, I'm a CEO of my organization, um, but it's really tapping into the idea more so of like a mogul or somebody that has multiple parts to their business. So see the difference in the energy between, you know, being a CEO of a small business versus being someone like a mogul or like a true, like multiple business owner type thing. So that's the energy that I'm starting to tap into now. Um, it's also tapping into different levels of my confidence as well. You know, I think about hundred million dollar Kathleen and the confidence that she has is pretty different. I'm pretty confident right now but there is always higher levels of everything. So it's just about starting to play around with and experience higher levels of confidence, joy, bliss, gratitude, all those things to allow myself to operate on a higher frequency of vibration. And do you find, because, you know, because very often in, in a relationship, in, in a marriage, 
different partner that one partner has a different attitude towards money towards the creation of of, of wealth and and growing etc how has your husband come with you on this journey you know it's so interesting i get this question all the time because i obviously have a lot of women who follow me and one of the questions that they ask all the time is what do i do about my husband who has a lack mindset or a poverty consciousness and he doesn't want me to spend money and he doesn't want me to do this and he doesn't want me to do that. And can my husband's poverty or lack mindset impact mine? And what I always say is the law of cause and effect, which is a universal law says that the only thing that creates the effects in your life that you do or do not want, whatever it is, the effect that shows up in your life is caused by one thing. And that is your own consciousness, not anybody else's, but your own. So if you pay attention to your own thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your identity, everything, and you move the needle on that, you will change your world no matter what anybody else around you is thinking, feeling, or behaving. But it's when you allow your spouses or your friends or your mothers and your fathers or whatever, their uh, thinking, their beliefs, their feelings to be your beliefs and feelings, that's when it becomes your consciousness. So I remember when I first started wanting to invest in myself, um, Chris was like, nope, can't do it. Uh, we don't have the money for that. That's crazy. We're not going to go there, you know? And, um, the more I, I just, you know, wanted his support and just held the belief anyways, well, I'm going to do it one day, you know, you'll see. And I'm going to, I'm going to build a $300,000 business. I remember I'm going to make 300,000 just watch, you know? And so for me, it was about, I'm going to take control of me. I'm going to change our lives for our family, for our daughters. And, um, you can start to get on board at whatever point you want. And so he's done a lot of work now. He's done a lot of courses. He's done retreats and, um, he's really, really expanding into a different, um, view of money himself, of course, but I'll never forget the, the day that we went to Dior and I almost forced him to buy a pair of Dior running shoes, you know, changed them. It was so good. It was really good. And moving from the lady who didn't want to accept the Fendi $300 purse to going to Dior and persuading your husband to buy a pair of of Dior trainers, what a turnaround. Totally. It's completely different. Yes. Yeah. And I never forget one of the most pivotal moments of my journey was in January of 20, or I think it was February of 2020. I had just launched my business. I had some clients starting to sign up. Um, I was, you know, probably like $50,000 in debt at that point. And I went and bought a $3,000 Louis Vuitton purse. My very first one. It was an act of faith. It was an act of, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I know what's about to happen. I know how life changing this year is about to be. So I'm going to buy this purse as an act of faith. Wow. wow. It really, really worked. And it, it took me to a whole different energy level around money to go to the store and to allow someone to show you all the bags. I was there for like two hours and he gave me a nice glass of sparkling water with a little napkin on the bottom of the glass. Like I just felt so abundant and so prosperous and it it felt really, really amazing. And so now um, my goal has been since that day to try to feel that as often as I possibly can. Feeling wealthy creates more wealth, but you don't need money to feel wealthy. And this is where people get confused. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. Yeah. And we've spoken about your husband there. In terms of your parenting, how has your beliefs around parenting and how you are bringing up your children, has that changed as a result of the changes in your belief? 
Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like I sat down and I created a list of the new things that I was going to believe in and the new ways that I was going to parent, but it's just a natural shift in the way that I interact with my daughters, the things that I say to them, the things that we worry about, the things that we don't worry about, the things that we let go, the things that we don't let go of. I know that their consciousness is shaped very much by the way in which I naturally behave. And so the way that I behave, they see it and they apply it into their lives. So for me, it's about me behaving as my best self, the best of myself. And, um, you know, I don't complain about things. I don't talk negative about other people. I'm always on such a positive, creative plane. We do a lot of gratitude. We do a lot of, uh, work around what was good in your day today and what would more would you love? And they, they catch me sometimes. Like I remember one day I was opening up a jar and I, I was trying to get the jar open and I said, I can't open it. Can't open the jar. I can't get it open. And Mason, my oldest, she's 10 now. She goes, mom you can do anything you set your mind to. Don't say you can't. And I was like, <laughs> true story. Okay. Let's see how, how, how we can get this open. Okay, honey, let's get together and, and help one another to open this, this jar. And we ended up opening it. Don't you just love how children end up being our teachers, reflecting back what we've said to them previously. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Always. And they also know my girls really know that I'm, um, I have a lot of my energy means a lot. And, and the way that I feel, the vibration that I'm in is very, very important. So if things start getting too busy, loud, chaotic, they start to fight. I'm like, girls, the energy, the energy. And then they're like, okay, you know, mom, mom wants us to <laughs> cool, cool it. So uh, they learn little things like that too. I like that because you know, I, I always dance and sing around the house. I'm a rubbish dancer. I'm an okay singer. But the children know that that is where, you know, where I get my energy from. If I'm feeling down, I'll Beautiful. sing. If I'm feeling happy, I'll sing, etc. But I yeah. love the thought of just talking about the energy that you are creating as opposed to what you're going to do to create the energy. So I'm definitely going to adopt that with, with my two children. Mm -hmm. This episode is going out. The so Christmas is going to be in four days time when this episode oh. goes out. Could you just for the listeners, give them a very quick overview of how how they can start to change their thinking to start moving towards the things that they want and creating that bigger version of those dreams and the belief that it is possible yeah. for them. Well, there is no better time than over Christmas time to talk about this because Christmas is such a special time. And if you think about it, we have our kids created the Christmas lists of all the things that they would love to get. And if you behave in a certain way, you will get what it is that you want to get on Christmas morning. And that is essentially how all of this works. That's essentially manifestation in its beautiful finest. You know, it's literally creating a list of all the things that you want. And if you will behave in a certain way, you will absolutely bring those things into your physical world. And that certain way isn't hustling and grinding and working hard and stressing yourself and getting burnt out. That way is by thinking nothing but abundance and prosperity. It is getting out of judgment and moving into gratitude. It is being inspired instead of being hopeless. It is literally taking action with faith. You know, um, success is faith expressed in action. So these are all the certain ways that I mean. It's about operating on a place of joy and love and gratitude and peace. And isn't it interesting that all these words 
are all related to Christmas. And so Christmas is a time to celebrate. It's a time to spend um, joyously with family and with friends. And so um, the way you feel around the holidays is how you want to feel all the time. And if you do, if you do have feelings of lack and limitation during the holidays where you don't have enough money to buy the presents that you want to buy, you can just look to all the ways in which you can celebrate for free, all the ways in which you can give gifts that are homemade, that don't cost a lot of money, that have the same feeling. So whether you get a Louis Vuitton under your tree or you get a homemade gift under your tree, doesn't matter at all, because it's all the feeling of being open to receive and the feeling of giving. And so some of the, some of the best gifts that I have gotten have been ones that have cost the least amount of money, but they had so much sentimental value. They meant so much to me. And oftentimes it's people, people now know that, you know, the butterfly is my spirit sign. And I see the butterflies everywhere and they just mean so much. And so what will end up happening is when somebody sends me something and it's like a handmade drawing of a butterfly, it means so much to me because I'm being seen. You're actually seeing the things that have meaning to me and you're giving them to me. It's so powerful. And so uh, Christmas is the perfect time to start operating on that frequency of vibration, but then allow it to stay all year long celebrate like it's Christmas all year and imagine what we would all be like. Absolutely. Oh, I love that because Christmas is still my favorite time of year and it's nothing to do with the presents. It's to do with that energy. People are happier. People are friendlier. There is just, they're more supportive they they treat yeah. you at a different in a different way at Christmas to all other times of the year and to do exactly as you said to capture that and encapsulate it so you can take it through the rest of the year and recreate. In fact, I've got that feeling in my tummy when you, you get that little little kind oh, of flutter yeah. and you know, oh, that was a you know that was a good idea. Oh, I need <laughs> to do that and I. Totally. You are so right. It is it it is the simplicity almost that that energy around Christmas creates is the ideal time to really think about what are you going to put on your list and how can you really connect emotionally to what is on that list and believe a little bit like on you know New Year's Eve when you make yes. your New Year's resolution and you firmly believe it's going to happen well actually hold on to that hold on to that belief and make it happen and recreate that energy throughout the year yes so beautiful Love it. Love it. it's so beautiful and that's what I mean by energy and we understand then that the energy that you put out the energy that you are in is what you get back. So if you are operating in abundance and prosperity and you are open to receive abundance and prosperity, it's inevitable that it will come. It doesn't come because you don't believe it. It doesn't come because you can't see the how. You're like, well, how, how, how do I make more money? It's not about making more money. It's being open to allow yourself to receive more. And then if you are really, really attuned to yourself and you trust yourself and you know who you are, then you have an intuition that you follow, that you listen to. And so your intuition will then start giving you ideas on all the ways that you could 
increase your wealth because you're now open to receive what your intuition is selling you. But otherwise your intuition is set to, to give you ideas on how to stay in lack and limitation. Yeah. 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 No, that's brilliant. And that is why I wanted to have you on the podcast just before Christmas, because I think what you say resonates with so many people and actually makes so much logical sense. It is logical. The results or the extent of the results that you have achieved may seem illogical, but actually it's based on a logical process that we all understand in terms of being open to the art of the possible, being open to the opportunities Stop saying no to those opportunities by stopping saying no, essentially, to yourself. Oh, yeah, completely. Worthy of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's really stepping into a version of yourself that you haven't been yet. It's not that it's not a version that you aren't, because you already are that version. There is a version of you that has everything that you want. It's about now shifting into the energy and the vibration of that version. That's magical. Absolutely. Thank you so much. How can people connect with you, Kathleen? Oh, so uh, I have many different platforms and ways that you can connect, but I would say my top would probably be my Instagram, Kathleen Cameron Manifests, and the YouTube channel is Kathleen Cameron. There's a ton of value on there. Uh, And then I also have a little TikTok account that's a little fun too. So, and I think it's Kathleen Cameron Manifests as well. And don't worry, all of those details will be in the show notes so people can easily connect with you. Thank you very, very, very much for coming on the show today. I hope you and your family have a magical Christmas. And I have adored this conversation. And a big thank you for finding the time to come on. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Anytime I I can teach about abundance and prosperity, I'm all in. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly Money Mindset Audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free money confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.